Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Mohit Ambani, uh, founder of you know, Tag, uh, helping companies and their uh, sales teams uh, to improve their performance through gamification. Hi Mohit, welcome to ELI. Hi Priya, sure, thanks, great uh, being on ELI. Uh, please introduce yourself to our audience. Yes. So, uh, hi everyone. Uh, this is Mohit, founder of UnoTag. And uh, what UnoTag does is basically we use gamification to improve performance of your sales teams. So in some cases, customer support teams. And uh, you can design incentive programs for various people. You can design variable pay for your teams and uh, external teams. And our engine tries to kind of nudge and motivate uh, certain behaviors and certain metrics. Uh, amongst your people and hence improve the top line performance and productivity charts which your CEO or your, your uh, revenue ops uh, team is normally looking at. So that's what uh, we do at UNOTAG and uh, I am, uh, so UNOTAG is roughly two years old now in operations. I have uh, started this two years back. We are a team of 25 people right now uh, selling SaaS platform, SaaS uh, product in India, Southeast Asia, as well as uh, now starting with US and Canada markets as well. So uh, th that's about me and uh, our company. And uh, yeah, uh, let's take this discussion ahead. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about the underlying uh, technology and how does it work uh, uh, from an operational point of view? Uh, I understand that most of the gamification platforms or anything that relates to sales has to be in collaboration with the CRM platform. So do you work alongside the CRMs or uh, uh, do, have you built a CRM inside your platform itself? How does it work? Yeah, so yeah, great uh, question. So our uh, product as such is a SaaS product. It's a mobile app and a backend platform. A backend platform is where you can create incentives and uh, games. So we call it uh, we call all incentive journeys as games. You can design games like uh, suppose your target is to close a revenue of uh, $100,000. And in that game, there are some challenges like you have to have demos with 50 customers, have uh, marketing sales qualified leads at 30, have uh, at least five VP level conversations. So those are some challenges inside that game. And at the back end, you can design such games, such incentive journeys for uh, various team members, it uh, it be sales where you can have many such metrics pointed out that, okay, my metric is uh, sales funnel. How many am, do I have in sales qualified leads? How many am I closing down? How many am I losing? How many have I, am I having conversations with uh, top level CXO management? Uh, where am I upselling to my existing customers? So every such metric, you can design uh, an incentive journey uh, using a no code. So basically you have to just design a flowchart that uh, this happens. This is uh, after that, this is the incentive which should go out for this challenge. And uh, this is the compensation which should go out for completing that. So all your sales commission, sales incentives on a single platform. At the front end, we kind of make it intuitive for the user. So they kind of get an experience of uh, playing a game. They are, they are part of a game where their avatar is becoming higher and higher as they cross more and more uh, milestones cross complete more and more challenges so so how would you have played your uh, 
GTA and uh, many such games where uh, the game mechanics are competition, uh, incentives, those leaderboard badges and things like that. So we try to inculcate uh, uh, those kinds of features at the user experience. So they could be playing uh, a competition like a cricket, cricket league, uh, Dream 11 cricket league and uh, their metrics like sales would have some points given to them and you can have the top performer, top team and things like that. And on the CRM front, yes, our platform is heavily reliant on CRM PR integrated with major ones like Salesforce, HubSpot, Pipedrive, uh, Zoho, Freshdesk and uh, such CRMs. We are not an inbuilt CRM. It is fairly easier to uh, take a HubSpot, get that data in through UNOTAG and run your uh, games and incentives. Okay. Can you tell us about uh, your clients? Like how many uh, clients do you have? Uh, how, what kind of impacts they have been uh, seeing after using your platform? Um, and what about the users, end users, the salespeople? What do they think about the platform? Yes, so yeah, this will make me allow share a good uh, number of experiences. So right now we have uh, 60, 60 plus clients uh, around the world. Uh, of course, our major concentration has been uh, India. And uh, we work with various industries, banking, financial, uh, ed tech, and uh, even uh, as outdated industries as building material, they are uh, still adopting technology in many fronts. So we have uh, close to, uh, in terms of users, more than 15,000 users uh, using our platform, uh, which would be the sales reps or customer support uh, teams of uh, our clients. So uh, on, on that front, we have uh, gained some good traction. Uh, in terms of experiences, our platform is, uh, it has been used uh, in many cases to create uh, contests. So those are like uh, Olympics or cricket leagues or uh, football leagues and things like that, where uh, people are uh, having a competition between them, healthy competition where uh, between a metric. So a metric could be who is closing, uh, having the most number of demos with uh, companies having employees more than 10. So that was one metric. And competitions uh, are run under them. People are given medals and badges for being a part of that competition. So one example uh, I would like to give is uh, one of the uh, software and uh, hardware type of company in IT segment, IT services. They have close to 50 plus uh, sales reps and uh, another 10 in customer support and uh, five, I think, account executives. So those 50 come under five, uh, five or six, I suppose. So uh, they created a IPL-like structure. They, they, during, I think, last four months back, they created their own uh, league. All the sales reps were auctioned. So uh, every sales rep, based on his past performance, we kind of gave them a graph that this player has so much of revenue, so much of demos and uh, some metrics. So there was an auction head, uh, virtual auction. So the account executives and the management, they we kind of replicated the experience of IPL and uh, they held an auction every, they had a budget of $100,000 and every player was uh, bought for a certain revenue or whatever strategy their team had. So points were calculated on four to five metrics and teams bought the players on those metrics. Okay, this is a person who I don't know if he closes revenue or not, but he's the best cold caller uh, we can have. 
So something like is the best fast bowler. I don't know if he's all rounder or not. So they created that auction, built teams, uh, and the matches were so amazing. Like even for our team personally, uh, everyone just morning first thing they uh, did was uh, check what happened with the scoreboard yesterday. Who who is leading it? Who is beating whom? Uh, who is trying higher, harder? And you won't believe it. The business productivity increased by close to sixty percent because it was rightly done. Like. Uh, how we had advised them, how they had that competitive nature in that team. So that kind of increased their uh, metric productivity by fifty percent. Everyone enjoyed being a part of it, and now they have made sure that every year they'll have one league where top performers will be given some prizes, and they have a hall of fame where one huge poster of that winning team with the orange cap and the purple cap is shown. So th- those kinds of experiences where. You get your uh, personal hobbies and uh, that entertainment or uh, adventure aspect in your professional life, and uh, those kinds of experiences are which we are trying to replicate in many such instances. Of course, something simple as sales commissions is always there in a product, so that is something which is used on a daily basis by all the teams. But yeah, these are these are some of the experiences uh, by our customers when using our product. Uh, well i must say this is the most interesting uh, thing i have heard about any sales process uh, probably i'll i'll uh, try to implement it somewhere because i interact with a lot of sales people uh, but one one uh, fundamental thing i want to understand uh, from you is why people respond to such gamification activity especially the sales team uh, because the crms are there the performance trackings can uh, can be done by any any sort of crms every crm has a reporting module but why do people respond to a gamified way of doing things so that is uh, that is more related to human psychology uh, i would suppose crm is a great tool at getting data in place so it was doing that first generation work perfectly fine you had no uh, what do you call overall view of what's happening with your sales teams crm did that that okay you have the deals you have the leads you have what's happening with every sales rep how many deals is he closing good uh, data to view for the uh, cxos and the sales ops guys but what happened then is uh, doing data entry on crm and uh, as such sales or any uh, customer facing job is difficult you have to handle a lot of noes a lot of questions there are like crisis management has to be ingrained in your uh, that group that's what happens with sales uh, people as they are uh, spend more of their time in it and especially that initial 1 to 5 years where they're learning the product or learning the customers and things like that so one thing which was missing and which we normally saw was that motivation to do that stuff okay you have a good crm you have a good product people are putting in data sales people are selling that to everyone but what motivates you to uh, wake up next morning and tell that i have to anyhow close five demos today uh, it's just not that pay slip like that pay slip of uh, 50000 1 lakh rupees is not that motivator it is a good stick that okay if i don't perform i might lose my job but it's not that anymore like companies need to evolve from stick to a carrot you can have a stick but people don't necessarily improve by stick because if that was the case 
in your school the worst performer would have been someone whom the teacher used to beat the most so that's that's not how it works they needed tools to motivate them so that by themselves they perform the best like uh, priya should be interested to take the podcast every day morning not because my cxo is telling that uh, priya you have to do that podcast then the questions will become okay mohit what do you do okay mohit why do you uh, start entrepreneurship but if priya is inherently interested that okay i want to learn about entrepreneurs i want to uh, build a thesis i want to encourage people so that motivation is what gamification brings in how we do it there are multiple ways there are multiple mechanics to do it there is uh, recognition there is uh, short term goals there is uh, incentives at certain points uh, getting yourself higher on leaderboards even we give cool medals so we have tied up with a company in india they make really amazing medals so uh, there is a video made at the end of competition that okay i have won this medal it is a mix of recognition incentives and competition the uh, reason to win the reason to get higher on the social ladder and the reason to uh, show off in front of my friends that is what in a good way we are trying to do with gamification crm did its job perfectly it gave it gave the uh, cxos complete view of what their sales team is doing we are an addition to that crm where we make sure that even if ceo is not tracking ki, uh, what that sales person is doing i will make him inherently perform better and there is no better uh, tool than making the person realize that okay i need to perform better uh, like salary can only do it to a certain extent especially in markets like it's not about salary you can't uh, fire up someone just because he is not performing there's a, there's a lot of coaching and motivation which is done on regular basis and process uh, which is followed so that is the product market uh, fit which we are targeting at where inherently we are all people we we are all uh, people driven by certain things now my job our uno tax job is to find what drives them okay speaking of product market fit tell us how you achieve it uh, how you achieved it or if you have achieved it or not so far uh i would say we are in the journey of it we have uh, certainly not uh, excelled at it we have we are just near that seed stage where we know that okay this is a product this is a problem we are solving it and uh, we are solving it to a certain extent where users are liking it but uh, certainly not achieved it at a very high scale how we have done that small part uh, which we are talking about it was a gradual journey so uh, we are a, a sales tech a uh, saas solution uh, there are three verticals under our product one is gamification and contests one is uh, just sales commission calculation and the third th- third thing is uh, sales enablement so we give you your variable pay we motivate you to get higher incentives and we have a duolingo kind of interface where you try to learn your daily practices so it's a complete sales tech solution we started with a sales incentives calculator uh, that you can design your variable pay you can design your commissions uh, using a low code builder as we tried and sold that uh, there was a requirement that okay i'm giving them commissions they're seeing that commissions it's a great product to use how do i make sure that uh, people themselves have that need to perform and we looked at various tools some tools are solving that 
problem to a certain extent. We try to improvise on the game-like experience. So we target uh, our kind of generation who is who is uh, in the decision-making process now. So uh, I am about 26, 27. Our generation is uh, 24 to 35, 36, where they are now the decision takers. They like games. I I have not met a single person who has not played games while uh, he was brought up. So those computer games, those uh, games on field and so that behavior, that uh, market opportunity is what made us think that, okay, let's try to do it. Gamification as a concept is not very old, but it's not that it uh, got invented yesterday. People have been trying to do things. LinkedIn is doing gamification to a certain extent. Facebook is doing gamification or that uh, psychological urge to... So every time uh, that feed when you refresh, there's a thing acting in your brain which wants new information. So you will try your best to refresh that feed as much as possible. You want that new, new things forever. So great companies are doing it. We are doing for those great companies in whatever extent we can do it. So we're not, uh, to sum it up, we have not achieved at scale the PMF, but uh, we are on part to it. We are uh, building a good sales stack solution and it certainly has a requirement with the growing inside sales market. Absolutely. There is a requirement, no doubt about it. And uh, me being a, uh, uh, being a stakeholder in the sales and marketing community, I, I can tell you that there is a requirement. Uh, now, I would like to understand uh, about your journey. How did you arrive at this point? What, what path did you take? Um, how did you come up with the idea in the first place? So, yeah, uh, on, on the front of my journey, I would just like to start it up with one thing. So, uh, my dad, uh, my father, uh, for everything we used to do for, or for every certain interaction, he used to tell that ask five whys. So, there should not be one, two, three, but five whys as to uh, anything. So, for example, what is your favorite food and you tell dosa. So, ask five whys. Why dosa? You tell it's uh, tasty, I like the crispiness. Why? So if you can answer those five vibes, five vibes, and you come to that answer, that is your internal need to start anything. So for me in that process, it was the adventure of zero to hundred. And uh, why I wanted to be an entrepreneur or why UNOTAG was the adventure to zero to hundred. Okay. The journey uh, has been uh, pretty like every entrepreneur, it is a lot of ups and downs. At one point, you'll feel that, wow, I am going to be the mark, uh, next Mark Zuckerberg. And the other point, you'll feel like, oh, oh man, I, I don't know if I'll be able to uh, feed myself tomorrow. So that's, I think, more or less with everyone. Uh, I started at the age of 14 selling websites. Uh, uh, so one thing which I did was all my school and college homepages at my website to drive up the ad revenue. In my small hemisphere, that made a lot of impact. I earned my first $500,000. And that day, it was ingrained in me that, okay, I am a technology person. I can uh, at least feed myself with uh, being in this career. Let's see what it, it uh, figures out to be. Then uh, did a lot of initiatives which had a 0 to 100 uh, from entrepreneurship sales to TEDx events. So anywhere where I had to start from zero, and I had to form a team. I did many such events. So that kind of made me sure that, okay, whatever it is, uh, you have excelled at least zero to one. You 
you know how to get uh, stuff in place then it is just about the escape velocity uh, how do you achieve that escape velocity and how do you make people achieve that escape velocity so escape velocity is basically using 50% of your resources to reach 10 and after that uh, there's a autopilot mode which begins so uh, the concept of orbits entering uh, satellites entering orbits so that that was the thesis and then how we came up with uno tag was essentially talking to customers so uh, we didn't have an idea up front we just uh, talked to a lot of people uh, fortunately we talked to a lot of sales people because they are the most accessible people overall you would not find a purchasing procurement guy talking to anyone so we talked to a lot of sales people we talked to them and they told that okay this is my job my crm entry is very boring my uh, customers are always saying no and uh, things like that 100 problems if you talk to any sales person even me uh, you will find a list of 1000 problems because sales is the most difficult job so uh, that made us think that okay, okay let's solve something for them of course we were not the people who could solve the problem but we thought that okay let's solve the underlying factor of it what will make me uh, do that crm entry every morning that would be something which is viable for the company and the sales guy as well that's how we started something led to another more customer conversations led to more and better products and that's how that's how we came at where we are okay tell us how did you find uh, the people uh, that you have in your venture uh, how did you recruit them uh, on the front of founding team which is i feel the most difficult thing to happen so uh, we i had college people uh, whom i had worked with in many events uh, tedx and entrepreneurship cell and many such uh, college fests and things like that so we were a bunch of 3 4 people uh we started the company uh unfortunately uh it's it's a different thing at college and it's a different thing after life so out of the four the three of them quit in, in 3 months and uh, for many reasons so there was no financial uh motivation out of the product as such you, you didn't know what you were doing you were just running around they did work for 3 months but then they had job offers and they all shifted so that's when i realized that okay without a goal everything is meaningless and so uh, i uh, carried on with my journey i talked with a few freelancers initially to develop our software product and uh, eventually uh, there was a connection between the two three people who i used to speak up with so uh, those were technology guys and uh, initially for 3 4 months they were freelancing then i put in some capital and uh, gave them an assurance that okay uh, you'll have salary for sure if not salary i'll make sure that you have projects in hand so you know and uh, that was some initial thesis and we started up with the three four people uh, founding team uh, after that it it was need based uh, we got some orders some requirement that okay please solve our sales incentives we made a product around it we hired a customer success guy and the the journey then followed one person gave me so how we started with uh, initial expansion was one client told us that i'll pay you but you handle the customer support like the sales rep should call you and you solve it so that gave us uh, the next three employees in customer support 
and eventually they handed up uh, handling uh, headed up handling all customer support so this is how the team built up and then uh, arpit and sohail and uh, mehul were the uh, founding team uh, so we as a company are a ceo driven so everyone is ceo but just that i act as the veto that's that's the only difference so if arpit feels that he is not able to do the job alone he hires someone uh, we have a culture intact that uh, everyone should be a leader not only in the founding team but uh, the other uh, next hires as well so that is the thesis which we start with and uh, every so every department got some team members and we became a good uh 2025 people which are now working okay um now tell us what are the different challenges that you have uh, faced uh, so far while building and growing so uh, on the front of what i did at unotag was uh, product and sales so uh, building the product uh, selling to customers learning from them what they require and hence building the product so my expertise in terms of challenges uh, would be there a uh, few challenges was initially where uh, our team was freelance driven uh, like the focus is not that high and that's where uh, i realized that okay this is not something which can build a company so if anyone is uh, starting a company with uh, fewer resources so if and one or two people and you don't have that much resources i would suggest that don't go for uh, freelancers or interns try having a full time team in place that's that's a mistake which i did because the product focus deviates uh, you just are building a software which no one will use so uh, that was time wasted for us and have some goals uh, initially built up uh, you can't just start a company and then think what to do that that was one of the mistake which we did that uh, have have some goal in place that okay you want to build this and send this and then gather people around it because people cannot gather or become focused unless there is no target uh, set in place then on the front of sales there are there are way too many challenges for startups it's uh, i would say it would be the most difficult to find customers outside your uh, friends and family and connections but high suggestion that do it uh, how many ever times you are rejected how many ever times so i have personally gone to uh, cold calling so i i'm based in bangalore but a lot of customers are based in mumbai so i would choose a technology park kind of situation uh, go to the building study the 10 companies have some idea about it and just go and talk to the watchman that uh, so my initial biggest hurdle was clearing the security gates because no one was giving me appointment from the company it is a 2000 3000 crore company and uh, they won't give me appointment without uh, having a proper thing in place but somehow cold call said me cold call said uh, that how do you crack situation so i have myself become an expert in uh, cold sales where you just go on and talk and uh, try that it will convert it uh, of course have some target market in place you can't just go to anyone on road but uh, that that was one of the challenge sales is uh, very difficult especially in b2b saas uh, getting your initial customers learning from them because you don't have the thesis in place like if let's say you are building a crm and you are competing against zoho it's very difficult to sell how, how do you sell 
so sales is very challenging uh, and yeah on the front of product uh, and sales to be one person it it takes a lot of effort you might feel that it's just ideation but uh, getting people to think as you think is one of the biggest challenges as a ceo like how do you make sure that what you are expecting from your communication is what they are listening to and i have failed at that miserably that is one of the biggest challenges which i'm still trying to overcome did you pivot your business model somewhere yeah we we did a, a lot of pivots initially so uh, imagine you are going talking to a customer and listening to their problem statements you will incur thousands of problem statements from a small agarbatti manufacturer to a 2000 crore company they will tell my supply chain my on this automation my camera should automatically detect the number of cartons which are going out of my warehouse and coming in my warehouse so and believe me i tried solving that problem so uh, that journey was uh, only pivots we were just roaming around and out then we realized that okay this will not lead us to anything let's focus on sales and uh, we started with sales incentives after that we have not pivoted but uh, we have tried to add more and more uh, customer centric solutions uh, build good uh, mini products out of a whole sales uh, tech stack so initially it, there were a lot of pivots where we didn't know what uh, we wanted to do but after we kind of formulated the uh, goal and where do we want to be placed then we were more or less focused we we didn't deviate if we saw a bigger opportunity because customers will always give that okay you are building this this is good and he won't take it from us but he'll tell that you should build the next biggest erp because there is a erp shortage in india you get interested when a big customer is telling that they are facing the erp problem but biggest realization was that you don't have to solve that you can't be good at many things just focus on one thing and scale it up hard lesson learned but most valuable lesson learned that you just can't building uh, customer requests it's very difficult building products okay now that you have built a solution uh, that works uh, very well uh, tell us what is the vision you have as a venture so uh, on the front of where we see 3 5 10 years down the line is uh, we become the tool uh, for all uh, for many kinds of sales reps which handles their complete journey from identifying lead uh, automations or cadences to target that lead personalized improving their coaching and uh, behavior to uh, customize to that account um, gamify that approach have your incentives and compensations uh, amplified through that effort and so we kind of want to become a sales inside sales uh, tech stack uh, solution there are companies who are doing that uh, so companies like outreach and sales loft who who kind of have that journey in place that okay i will give you conversation analytics i'll give you sequences i'll give you this i'll give you that and inside sales has to only do that so Uh, our vision is to become a product on that lines where uh, our product adds value in even if it's one industry uh, uh, customize it for them and uh, add value uh, to handle their end to end needs uh, that is a long term vision and uh, we we are trying to solve that where 
multiple workflows and automation buildings becomes easier. And uh, on, on short-term goals, we, uh, we see that we can add at least a million dollar uh, ARR uh, from US in the next uh, year or so. So uh, try to get customers in US because it, we add a lot of value uh, as a product. We add a lot of value also as terms of knowledge database. So we're not just a bunch of engineers building product, but a bunch of product interest engineers who are building a product. So uh, on that front, we need, we want to scale up our operations in uh, US and uh, get good SaaS company customers. So yeah, uh, at, at an end goal, I see us as a sales uh, tech stack IPO company in the next at least 10 years. Awesome. Finally, uh, this is my last question. Tell us about the lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur, which can shorten the learning curve of other entrepreneurs who are listening to us right now. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, I did highlight some points, but to just uh, give you bullet points, hire a good founding team. Uh, without that, don't start anything. Uh, make sure they are full-time and focused and have uh, goals inside. That is your job as a CEO, whoever uh, he is. Uh, have some decision-making authority. Don't keep it very democratic. Democracies are good, but uh, in companies, especially initially and even further down the time, uh, you can't have uh, inefficiencies in your own system. So day one, have it that, okay, this person is the waiter. Uh, even if he's wrong, we will try to argue, but we'll follow uh, his path. A kind of, uh, what do you call it? Not the best way, but we have seen that if we don't do that, there is uh, no one around. So uh, on the building of kind of companies, so uh, I would say that uh, if you are building software, uh, get some Indian customers, but uh, don't focus on in India. It's the sales lead cycles are very big, paying capacity is uh, quite low. So have a product in mind. If you're being a B2B SaaS player, have a product in mind, which will sell in US, maybe one or two years down the line, but uh, have that in mind. Only India won't give you good enough product and good enough revenue. As what our thesis can be wrong, uh, have been proved wrong as well, but more or less generalized uh, doesn't work a lot. Uh, good to start a consumer company in India because uh, India is a, still in that zone where consumers are trying out new products, but B2B SaaS uh, will require some time. Then uh, on the learnings front, uh, spend a lot of time with your team. Like, of course, now we are all remote. It's difficult to get that culture vibe across, but uh, spend, spend time however possible. Uh, there are subconscious benefits in spending time. You will feel that I am talking with uh, X person, we are uh, writing down points and stuff, but it doesn't help a lot. You need that subconscious level of understanding. And then as a founder, do sales. Uh, there is no uh, better learning than that. You have to do sales in however way you want it. You might build the best rocket, but it doesn't sell. You, it, it won't just sell. So do sales and that's when you'll understand whom to hire for sales, whom to not hire for sales and uh, things like that. 
before I was of the understanding that you need a technical co-founder uh, if you're a software company. Uh, but now you need goal-oriented employees and uh, someone who understands the vision can be a co-founder, cannot be a co-founder. That is my learning, but again, it can be, it has proved wrong and it can be proved wrong. But yeah, these are the things. Uh, if there should be one founder who is in sales, uh, minimum, and uh, try to form a founding team with a focused goal as early as possible. Well, uh, I must say it was one of the very interesting conversations that I have had. Uh, thanks for your time, Mohit. Uh, and I would like to say my best wishes for Unatag. Thank you. Thank you so much, Priya, for uh, having me at ELI. Uh, hope my two uh, bits of words add some value because what we as founders do is just talking. I hope that talking makes sense. So yeah, uh, great, uh, great having the, uh, being here. And uh, thank you so much for uh, getting me.